1: They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. Welcome, useless eaters, to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, political policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. Public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific, technological elite. And when that first cocaine was smuggled in on a ship, it may as well have been a deadly bacteria so much as it hurt the
0: body, the soul of our country. But take my word for it,
1: this scourge will stop. What's up, oddities? Thank you once again for listening to the Oddcast Featuring me, the odd man out. I really appreciate you taking your time to listen, as always. I want to apologize to my patrons for getting this episode out so late. I usually try to put it up a week ahead of time on the Patreon, but unfortunately this week we've had some family issues. Uh, My stepfather passed away from lung cancer. He's been my uh, pops since I was two and a half years old, so I've known him my whole life. And so, I'm going to dedicate this episode to you, Pops, dedicated to Robert L. Smith, and I'm just glad that he's not in any more pain or misery. So, this episode is the interview with the founder of Now TV, Mr. John Pounders. If you are not familiar with Now TV, it's a fantastic YouTube channel, but they also have An up-and-coming rumble channel now they've been getting censored on YouTube and probably their days are not long on there I saw that Canary Cry had gotten canceled and they had had a very successful YouTube channel so you know it's time to start moving on to these other platforms and there's some good ones out there they just need more subscribers and more support so please check out all of John's links in the show notes my favorite show on Now You See TV, it's, it's a, kind of like a platform and it has a bunch of different shows, but my favorite is The Midnight Ride with John Pounders and David Carrico. And they talk about some awesome stuff, Genesis 6, you know, the Giants, the Nephilim. They talk about all kinds of cool things that I know you guys like to talk about as well. So I'm excited to turn on Now You See TV to people who are not aware of it because they have great guests, great content, great subjects. So be sure and subscribe. And he's giving the listeners of the oddcast a discount if you want to subscribe and go several layers deeper than what they do with their free content. I think that the titles of the videos alone will drag you in and you, you won't be sorry, trust me. So anyway... Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get right into the episode, and then I'll holler at you afterwards. Thanks, guys. Hello, oddities, and welcome to another edition of the Oddcast featuring the odd man out. I appreciate you listening, as always. I know there's a lot of things you could be doing with your time, and I am honored to have you listening to my show. And this week, I have someone coming on that is someone I've watched for a long time and he's mine and my brother's favorite YouTuber. And, uh, he's got a great channel on YouTube and also on rumble. And that is now you see TV. I'm welcoming John pounders to the odd Hey, John.
0: Hey, thank you so much for that intro first off. Uh, and I appreciate you saying that, man, I really do. I, we, um, I'm thankful to be on here as always. I love connecting with people like yourself, man, that are out there doing this thing, trying to get the word out as much as possible. And I, and I really, it's my honor, man. I appreciate it. Awesome,
1: man. Well, thank you. Yeah. I guess I stumbled upon your channel probably right after Gary Wayne came out with the Genesis six conspiracy. Cause I think that's how I found you guys. Cause I was like, I think I ran into, I listened to him on a podcast And then I was like, whoa, I got to find out more about this dude. And then I was like, wow, he's on this awesome show, you know, on this awesome channel. So um, what year did you guys start now you see TV?
0: Uh, So I'm interested to ask you a question real quick. First, where did, what was the podcast that you happened to hear uh, Gary Wayne on before you heard him on our channel? I'm curious because I'm wondering if it's the same one I'm thinking of, because I think he only did one interview before we ever had him on the show like that was the first interview ever did it was with a friend of mine named Jake Rahutsky and I'm wondering if that's the podcast you might have saw
1: you know I'm trying to remember the name of it it no longer exists and in fact it um it was he did two shows I think in a row on there and they were so good and then it just the he does the, the guy doesn't do the podcast anymore I think it was cast them off radio and it was something about the fringe files maybe
0: you know i don't know i i know jake doesn't do his podcast anymore jake uh he he used to do it but yeah who knows man i i don't know but yeah to answer your question uh we kind of started uh doing in 2010 is when i officially like decided okay now you see tv is the name uh, I don't know where to start because that's really how I started. I was like, I just had this weird passion inside of me to make videos and to try to get the word out that way. Because I knew this, like, you know, being um, involved in in a bunch of different like concert type things and and events and everything. I realized what work it took to get a thousand people together in the same room. It's so it's a massive undertaking. Right. To get a thousand people together in the same room to hear what you have to say. And I knew that I wanted to proclaim this message. And I'm thinking, man, I don't have, I don't have the resources, nor do I have a way to get all of those people together. Now I could go like set up at random spots or whatever, but you know, you see those guys on the side of the, on the street yelling at people like, and I'm not saying anything bad about that all power to them. And I think that um, that's amazing that they do that. But for me, like I saw most of those people just walking by, you know, they're just walking by and not really hearing what they're having to say. Some people might stop if they're interested in what they're having to say, whatever. But I was like, I got to figure out a way to get this message out to a lot of people. And the only way is through the, the best way. Let's not just say the only way, but let's let's face it. It's the best way is through video or audio broadcasting. You know, this is the new pin being able to speak to large amounts of people and not have to go through, you know, raising whatever amount of money you needed to facilitate an event or going on, standing on the side of the street, maybe two, one or two people are hearing what you have to say. And, and as I said before, I want to make sure that you guys that are out there in the street know this. I am thankful for what you do. I think it's awesome. I think some of you may go a little overboard, but but you guys are doing the same thing that the prophets did in the old Testament. So, uh, I'm not trying to take away anything from that, but uh, that's not so much my style to do things. And um, so that was around 2010. Now, in 2010, uh, a lot of things were going on in my life. You know, I was still kind of just being renewed every day. Just, I, I mean, before I did the, before I did Now TV, and before I was a Christian, which was, you know, a couple of years before that, um, you know, I was involved in a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have been involved in. And it had, it played a toll on me, you know, not only that, I just, you know, really from the time I was a kid, I just was a sneaky, you know, little brat, you know, I guess you could say just like a, just, just something like a, you call it an, in the Bible sense of the terms, we call it iniquities, right. Just that passed down, just naturally kind of a, a scuzz bucket, you know, <laughs> if I can, if scuzz buckets a real word, I don't know. I've heard that word used in my family. So it's kind of a scuzz bucket, you know. And uh, after becoming a believer, God really just kind of shaped me and formed me and changed, changed my life who I was. So in 2010, I'm still going through this process pretty heavily. So I don't do a whole lot of videos in 2010. Um, I did get a happen to get a camera. And the, and the way that I got this camera was interesting because I felt this amazing urge, like I was saying earlier, just, man, I got to do this. I got to do this. And then I finally told God, I'm like, oh, if you want me to do it, I don't have a camera. Like, I didn't have any money at the time. You know, I sold pretty much everything I had for lawyer fees and all these different bills and random stuff. And I, I um, wasn't, wasn't making hardly any money, just trying my best, you know. And so I couldn't get a camera, I, I couldn't afford one. And the next day, I go out to start my car. And, I, and when I say next day, it really probably wasn't the next day, it was probably like that week, but I don't remember exactly you know, how many days it was, I go out to start my car and it, and it literally blows up, like, like blows up, like in flames, the fire department gets there in less than a minute. It's already like pretty much done, you know? And so, um, my insurance company comes out and apparently it was a defect in the car of some sorts. And so I get the full amount of insurance for this car that I was planning on selling it anyway. Uh, because you know, everybody knew that car, that, you know, was involved in that old style of life. And I was still living in a part of town that's really, uh, you know, not very, it's just, it wasn't safe. It wasn't a safe part of town. It wasn't safe for me to drive that car around. Um, You know, I would still have people calling me all the time or like, you know, stopping me on the road, wanting, wanting something from me, you know? And so I was going to sell it anyway, but um, there's no way I was going to be able to sell it for what I wanted to sell it for, which was like, basically the, the, the most amount you can kind of get for that kind of vehicle. Well, the insurance company paid me the most amount you could get for that kind of vehicle. And they paid it to me, no questions asked, just paid it, you know? And so that with that money, I got another car and I got a camera. And so I started filming stuff, filming testimonies here and there, got hooked up with a friend of mine that was pretty gung ho about trying to get the message out at the time as well. And we, we got out there and we, we did our thing, you know, just a few videos. And then, really around like 2015, 2016 is really though, what the, now you see, you see today. Now you see TV that you see today. That's about when that started happening because at that point I, I made this, you know, I kept on, I would remember crying out to God. I'm like, God, I know you want me to do this, but I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff, you know? And I'm like, so I'm working this job at, at, um, My father-in-law, he has this tool and die place. So I'm learning the tool and die trade. I'm learning how to cut metal, do all these different things. And so I'm going through that just kind of really in in my mind. And I don't, maybe some people can relate with this feeling, but in my mind, I'm going through this, like, I know I'm not made to do this. Like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, but yet here I am doing it. I have this passion, but don't know how to do it. And then um, so I started after that, I I wanted to get involved in something, you know, something because I was like, man, I've got to get the word out. Like, I'm just sitting up in this factory every day. And so I would basically get up in the morning at like four. I'd be at the gym by four in the morning. I go to the work at six o'clock and then I wouldn't get off till like six o'clock. And then I would go to jujitsu and then sometimes go play basketball. Then I would go home. And I would start the whole process all over again every day. So that was pretty much my life. So like the only extent of anything that I had going out into the world was in the people that I interacted with. And the worst thing about it is instead of it really kind of me affecting them in a positive way, I was being affected in a negative way. And it was just really like weighing down on my soul. I was kind of depressed. And so then I started doing with this uh dealing with uh these guys that were friends of mine one of the one of the friends of mine used to be in a band and and we started this record label and so we started doing uh christian hip-hop events we signed a few artists to the label um and started getting more popular more and more popular i mean at the time we were able to speak in pretty much any church that we wanted to and um so we did that, but it was always watered down. We always had to be watered down if we ever wanted to perform at that venue again. So when the message was given, it had to be just the watered down version that you, that you hear about, hear from in, in a regular church, you know, this watered down uh, version of things. And I was getting tired of that. So, um, you know, this is, this is kind of just the whole ski, skip of things going on in my head. But So we did this uh, concert at this United Methodist Church. And uh, the youth pastor spoke with me beforehand saying, look, I, you know, who is somebody going to deliver a message? You know, these kids need a message, this and that. So I took it upon myself to do it. Um, and, and so that's what I did. I gave a message and I gave a message that was, um, in my opinion, what the message that they needed to hear. You know, there was uh, a lot of the kids were getting, you know, sneaking out at night, getting drunk, uh, getting pregnant. Uh, just, you know, some of them didn't believe in God anymore. There's just a big youth group of kids, right? That didn't, they had all these things going on within them. And, and so the only message I could think of in my head when I went up there was the message that um, to examine ourselves, to see that we're in Christ. And I got, started talking about that. Like, you know, I, I said, you know, a lot of people think because they, they felt like coming up to the front of the altar and saying a prayer that they're saved. I was like, people think that. I was like, but the scriptures say, examine yourself to see that you're in Christ. And then I started going into what else it said about that. And like, you know, by the end, there were people like, really, I could see, see the uh, emotion going on in the body, whether or not it ever came to fulfillment as anything, probably not because, you know, they quickly shut that down after, after that event, like, you know, I, I, after that event, uh, the youth pastor, I think ended up getting fired. Um, and I don't know if it was related to that or not. I never found out, but, uh, we weren't allowed to play in that United Methodist church again, uh, ever again. And so I started thinking like, okay, so I prayed for God to let me get the message out. And this is what I'm getting. I'm like, I mean, and I'm not even able to speak the true word of God. I was like, is this a placebo? Maybe this is a placebo for what I'm supposed to be doing. This is just the, the, something to appetize me or whatever, you know, I didn't know what was going on, you know, now looking back, of course, I know that whatever it was, God was pushing me through all of these things to learn. Um, First off, working for my, my father in law, hard work and humility, which, you know, that, that was the, that was that, you know, that was hard work, humility, perseverance going every day. And, And that's pretty much what I learned there. And then, Going through the record label, I learned um, the ins and outs of the business of audio, video, all these different things. I learned all of these ins and outs for the business side of those things, which uh, I use today, you know, obviously. And and this is this is what I do. And so I I saw it then. But at the time, I was thinking, man, this is a placebo. I'm not doing the right thing. I got to do this. And I'm like crying to God. I'm like, God, you know, show me what's going on. And I felt like I heard him say to me, like, just get up and do it. Quit crying basically you know quit just get up and do it what are you doing like why are you sitting here crying to me asking me permission just do it and and so i came to my wife with the conversation and and um and she she was not saying she said the, the pretty much exact same thing to me uh what do you why just do it you know what are you complaining about just do it if you think you can do it but she didn't really mean it. That's the thing. Like at the time she was just like, shut up talking about it. Cause she was tired of hearing me talking about it so much. And I think feel like it, it, it was. And so when I actually started doing it, she kind of freaked out a little bit. She's like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Like, I don't know, you know, I, cause we didn't have any children at the moment. Oh, actually we did. We had one, we had one, uh, we had two children at the moment. And I'm, man, I'm looking back, we had two, we had two boys and, and, uh, she was a nurse. So she made decent money. And I'm like, look, you know, I, I've been, uh, watching the kids on the weekends, every weekend for this many, you know, for since they've been a kid, what I, all these different things. I'm like, look, you know, just I'm, I'm going to do this. And so I started doing it and, and you know, here we are today, but it was just a, it was a process for sure. Uh, but it was more a faith process. Like if, if I feel like if I would have just done that years before I'd be, who know much further ahead I've been, but I was just so hesitant. But at the same time, I'm glad I didn't, I learned a lot of things, But to, the long answer to that question i apologize to anybody's listening thinking man wish this guy would put talking about this um the long answer is you know that i mean i it, it was a process for sure a uh, now you see tv it's a process still is everything's like a building block i feel like to another thing i never know what the next season holds i, I really don't i really have no idea how how to even fathom what's being done already Um, so to, to know that there's more in store, like we're just getting started, that's just, it's just crazy to me. And I, and I'm not talking about, you know, me being great or any of my team, because I got an awesome team of people that, that I work with that, that I have here that work for me and they're, they're awesome, you know? And so it's not just me, but it's also just God moving, you know, cause if I can't say I'm brains behind anything, I can't say that at all. I wish I could, you know, sometimes, but I'm not, I just, it's just a matter of, faith, blind faith, and just being um, dumb enough to not question every motive, every move that I make, you know, um, sometimes people can be too smart, I feel like to do things because you're, you're always, you know, well, if I do this and this, you know, if I do this and this overthinking everything, you know, just so I'm just dumb enough and and trust God enough to, to be able to pull it off. So this, this is where we're at, man. I, I'd like to know the same thing about you, though, man. Well, how did you start the podcast?
1: Oh, man, that's a that's a great story, dude. Uh, Thanks for sharing with sharing with us. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, we all are in this walk of life, you know, and we're building up to whatever we become or whatever we create or, you know, whatever we go on to. And, um, you know, I was um, it's kind of odd, man. I was in um, a band for like over 10 years, kind of a, a heavy metal kind of punk rock band. I've been a Christian for many, many years, but, you know, over the years, I, I really, uh, I barely ever went to church and I really got involved in some dark stuff and, and the people surrounding me, uh, some of them were into really dark stuff. And, and, it, it, you know, looking back, I'm like, how, would I, how did I not realize how, how bad the people were around me? I mean, uh, and how the things that they were into was really bringing me down. It was bringing them down and it was just a, just a bad scene. But I mean, I, you know, I made some music with my friends and in the music part, I, I still, you know, am thankful for because we created something and uh, you know, and it wasn't, most of it had a good message, but
0: you know. Uh, I'm interested, after- I'm interested Jason in what, because i you know this is crazy but i used to play in a kind of punk, it wasn't punk rock it was called um, it was called hardcore and it was yeah. like a mixture mixture of punk rock and metal kind of thing it was like you know kind of like um playing a couple one of them was called barroom heroes and then another was forsaken assembly and it was it was uh like kind of i don't know if you've ever heard of like agnostic front or like a mixture of like agnostic front and hate breed, I guess, kind of thing. What were, where, what style were you, man? Exactly. And what was your band name? I, I bet. I mean, we toured, I wonder if we played with you guys. Um,
1: it, We were called the conspiracy oddly enough, uh, wow. but yeah, that's, yeah, I know those bands uh, pretty well. Um, but yeah, we never really toured much outside of our, our area uh, and, in like the surrounding counties and stuff like that. But uh, we, we played like um we were kind of a somewhat diverse, I guess you'd say. We would play stuff that was kind of like in the thrash kind of vibe, thrash metal, and then all the way down to punk rock. So, um, you know, kind of everything in between, but uh, it all was kind of had a heavy edge to it, you know.
0: And I know what you mean by the people you're surrounded with and that because, I mean, I had some really good friends and all that, but there were also some really dark, people in there cuz i mean there's a lot of it's occultic you know when you look look at it um when you look at it you know it's a, a lot of occult and satanism that are involved in that in that scene
1: Oh definitely man yeah our, our original drummer uh, which i'd known the guy since we were kids and he grew up in a a good christian home had both of his parents really good people but he and his brother like the area they lived in was just surrounded by these you know, hoodlums, these people that were, you know, I hate to say it, but they were not going anywhere in life except either to an early grave or prison. And, and that's where most of them, of them have went, unfortunately, since those days. But uh, these two boys, they just couldn't escape that even though they had good parents and, uh, you know, our drummer, he was all about the music and he really pushed the band and he got us gigs and he was outgoing. But at the same time, he got into drugs and got into Wicca and got to, you know, got to into even darker, you know, dark occult arts. And, and, you know, the, the darker he got, of course, the more drugs went along with that, the more weird people would follow us around. And, you know, and it was like, I was also, I was working at the time and I just had my daughter about the second year of the band. So, you know, I was pretty busy except for when we would practice. So I didn't I think that was part of the reason looking back, I didn't realize how bad things had gotten because people were getting, you know, people that were with our crew were getting in fights. Things were getting stolen. Uh, people were getting shot at just all kinds of stuff. And, you know,
0: what city, what city were you in?
1: We were in Knoxville, Tennessee. Huh? Interesting yeah and it's you know it's uh, it's crazy looking back because uh we were some really good guys for the most part and and you know we would not want to bring that kind of trouble we just wanted to play music for the most part but we finally uh when we were able to get a different drummer uh, we finally things fell into place for us better and and the drug thing went away and and stuff like that but uh you know it's you know also did all those fans <laughs> because he our old drummer had brought a lot of the fans to the you know to kind of see us and uh, follow us and stuff like that but that was okay because they were into some super super dark stuff but wow. yeah man I, I when that wrapped up around 2007 i just began to make music on my own and i'll just sit and record i learned how to you know, track music and and um I At the time in the band, I only played bass and and I sang and played bass, but I could not play guitar Um, and especially couldn't play drums. But eventually I learned how to play guitar enough to record music and and I got halfway decent at it. I couldn't play solos or anything like that, but uh, just made a ton of music, man. And then I was always into politics quite a bit. And I think that just eventually went from blogging into people kept telling me, man, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, I have a Southern accent. Nobody's going to want to hear me, you know, talk. And um, I don't know, man, finally, I I just came down to my recording area one night and recorded a 30 minute minute podcast and popped it up. And, you know, it's, it's been cool so far, man. I've been really um, surprised how many people are willing to talk with you and also to kind of give you good advice and, and the networking has been really cool too. So it's, it's yeah. been pretty good, man.
0: Yeah. Those are the pros to it. You know, you being able to network and, you know, when I first started my main, one of my main goals in doing uh, interviews and stuff like that was really to just be able to pick the brain of the author that wrote the book that I read, you know? And uh, that was, that was a huge part of it. Cause I don't know how many different books that I had time to listen to, like, you know, audio books while I was working at the, the factory, you know, doing the tool and die stuff. So yeah, man. It's a, it's a really great way to network. And, and just also just to find people, other people out there, you know, when I first, first uh, kind of really started following the scriptures, I realized that not everybody that says they're Christians, a Christian, you know, not everybody that said there's, I could, I, I had a hard time finding, finding very many people that were really about what they went to church about. They were really about it. There wasn't that many. And I'm sure, you know, you can relate to that, you know, when you, when you go into that, but um, and so I didn't really have anybody, you know, in fact, you know, at the time my wife was, you know, just kind of a go to church Sunday, lukewarm, you know, thought I was crazy type Christian, you know, she didn't really, um, connect. I didn't really, you know, I didn't know if she was going to leave me eventually or not. You know, I, I had no idea, but, um, at the time I really felt alone, you know, and so when I started doing the videos and started, and, you know, we pumped together a conference is one of the first times I actually met david carico was um i was working on this documentary and um about this blue house thing that happened in evansville indiana basically these children were being taken from different schools to this blue house and being satanic uh satanically ritually abused and the story happened um yeah you can look it up but it's it's a crazy experience that took place um, is, is what I can say. But we did a documentary about it, and so one of the names of people that were advocating for these children and trying to like blow blow the case out. Other, you know, there was Current Affair came and did a documentary about it and stuff like that, which you can't find that anymore. It's impossible to find. I do have a old DVD copy. The audio is horrible, but um, he was one of the only people talking out. Him and his uh, wife, and then this other other guy. And so I, I, I didn't know if he was still alive or not. So I contacted him and I ended up meeting up with him at a, at a Denny's restaurant. We talked for hours, you know, I was like, man, this guy is basically, um, you know, in, interested in these same exact things I'm interested in. I cannot believe I found somebody locally that's, that's actually cares about these topics like I do. And uh, so I hit it off with him and his wife really, really well. And then, so we decided we wanted to do a conference and maybe we could kick something off by doing a conference. So in the midst of getting all the interviews and stuff down, this is, I had Gary Wayne, David Carrico, Rob Skiba, and uh, I think that's it. And that come speak at this, uh, this event in Evansville, Indiana. And we called it exposing darkness conference anyway. So through that, through that event right there. Um, it really kind of kicked things off with my, my relationship with David and his ministry. I'm, I'm on the board of his, uh, FOJC radio now. And he's also, um, one of the elders of now leadership here. And so, you know, we've, it's just been that kind of process, but yeah, I remember, uh, all the networking and everything like that to lead where we're at nowadays. I, I feel like I have less time for that. Um, and more time to hopefully just study because really that's what it boils down to. You know, like if I'm presenting evidence of these things or that things, you know, it requires hours and hours and hours and hours and multiple of hours of study, you know, whereas interviewing people before didn't require as much. Yeah. I I would read books or whatever. And I, and I would do my background on, on the guests that I would have, but it didn't require as much as what we're doing right now, like with the midnight ride. So uh, the networking aspect of it, uh, uh, you know, for me has, has slowed down quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from. It is an amazing source of that, but it, it can also just be a really amazing source of learning. A really amazing source for other people. You know, uh, one of the one of the things that I find the most, uh, the really the most amazing about doing this is hearing people say that their lives have been altered or changed or or um you know something's gone good in their life because of something they heard us say uh, and not that i'm trying i feel good about myself really so much just i feel like i'm pretty amazed at, at what god's able to do you know i really am because you know he took somebody like me that that i feel like out of all the people in the world i feel that I wasn't really born with a whole lot of talents, you know, and and some people would might argue that or whatever, but I really wasn't, you know, I wasn't the most athletic person in the world. I wasn't um, the smartest person. I wasn't um, the, the hardest working. I wasn't, they didn't have a lot of skills. I couldn't play hardly any instrument at all. Like I played a little bit, you know, here and there, but I, I couldn't really do a whole lot of things. You know, I didn't have any of these talents and, uh, other people I knew of course were some people were so smart so so well educated, so talented at singing or at, at playing and doing all these different things that it's just like I, I felt like a I really kind of felt just like man I, you know I don't know what good I can do for God but I want to do something I've done so much bad I want to do something but you know a mi- miracles happen man and I'm, I think I'm proof that a miracle can happen like he can literally change. Uh, somebody and and really just shift who they are and use them to his glory, because really I can't brag about anything of myself. I really can't. I I'm not the hardest working person. I'm not the, I'm not the strongest person. I'm not the most talented person. I'm not the most well-spoken person. I'm not any of those things. So anything awesome that you see that comes out of me, you know, that the most High God is gets, gets the credit for it, you know?
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah. That's, That's great, man. And I I was going to ask you about how you hooked up with David. Um, For people that don't know who David Carrico is or are not familiar with FOJC Radio or Now You See TV, uh, John and, and David, they do this fantastic show called The Midnight Ride. And they talk about a lot of the stuff I talk about. They talk about all these really cool things that are biblically based that, you know, the church is not really focused very much on or given much time to, um, how would you, is there a certain way you kind of describe the midnight ride for people who have no earthly idea what, what you guys talk about?
0: Yeah, man, the midnight ride is, is a, uh, show that we do. We reason we call it midnight ride. Cause we ride into midnight here in our time zone. Anyway, we're, we're riding into midnight, um, And we're bringing in a a message of um, warning, more than anything, warning of what the world has in store and also of what to look out for, you know, kind of like Paul Revere wrote in the Midnight Hour, you know, telling people the British were coming. Well, we're writing in a different way, telling them that the enemy's here and the enemy's been attacking you, you don't even know it, you know, just kind of like bringing that out. More than anything, that was mainly the goal of the Midnight Ride: is to bring out, uh, to expose the darkness, kind of like the conference was called "Exposing Darkness." The Midnight Ride was another means of exposing this darkness because uh, the Scripture tell us tells us that you know uh, that if we resist the devil, he'll flee. But how can you resist if you don't even know where he's at? You don't even know what he's in. You don't even know what he's doing. How can you resist? You don't. You can't. And how can you? Um, protect yourself or even um, know, his, know his devices without any kind of uh, wisdom. You know, the wisdom of this world is, is, is uh, ignorance, in my opinion. You know, the people that sit and uh, spend all their time listening to these people on TV that are just full of, of garbage, they're just all they are is puppets. They're puppets. They went to Cambridge and all these different universities to become puppets, and, and they do these things and they do whatever Satan, uh, you know, got in store for them or whatever, whoever pulls the strings behind the scenes in different aspects of different parts of the world. Uh, they're, they're pulling the strings of these people and they're just, they're talking and they're lying. Everything's a lie. You know, the history that you read, one of the things that I've realized is that we can't really trust it. We, we don't know for sure what's happened throughout history we know what's been written i mean anybody can study and, and see you know dates and times and different things that we that that they say have gone on but nobody can verify it other than a written story that's that's been passed down by the people that won the wars so we don't even know that okay so we're in a delusion a major delusion in this world and people think that they have it figured out and i can tell you this you know i used to think that too But the more I've learned, the more I realize I know absolutely nothing. You know, the only thing that I can firmly stand on as far as wisdom and stuff is concerned is the fact that um, that God is real and that he saves and that he can change lives and he's going to raise us up. That's the only thing I know for sure, 100 percent. But I do know also the ways of the enemy. I do know how the enemy takes people down. I do know. Um, how he took me down, and I know I've seen it happen many, many times, and I've read so many books, and I see the, I see the deception, and so I Midnight Rise is a way to push it out there, man. Me and David want to push, push it out, expose it. That way, it can't do any more harm. You know, once you shine a light on a rat, they run. Uh, but if if you don't shine lights so on them, they might come and bite you in the leg while you're sleeping or something. You know what I mean? It's it's that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, the, you're right. Though it's. It's pitiful because, and I'm definitely not the most knowledgeable myself, but that's one of the things that I can't help but think about. And it's one of the reasons I do this show is because people are so clueless. You know, I don't want to say that people are stupid because people, most people aren't stupid, but they don't try to think outside their little bubble, you know, and they don't try to research things you know they just kind of you know they, they pick one of the you know it's, it's like everything's politicized now so like basically people will pick one or two of the the choices and kind of like fall into that camp and not really look beyond that and, and it's even you know in the church uh it's like you know people don't even know what the bible says and they they don't know who the enemy is and, and that's one of the reasons it's really the main reason that i research and talk about the occult and and beliefs you know all these different secret societies and what they believe you know uh because just like you guys you know it's like you want the people need to know who the enemy is because if they don't know the enemy may be using them you know the the enemy may be pulling the strings and, and pushing their buttons and uh It's really your show is just amazing, man. I mean, it's I've learned so much on there and uh, it's just an endless, uh, you know, a a source for information and good, deep information. And you guys back up what you say. And uh, that's really important for me, of course. And like uh, your uh, fairly recent uh, show on uh, Tartaria was just uh, unbelievable. I mean, they're all good, but man, that was just so, so good. And um, I think it's awesome, and and also have fantastic guests a lot of times too. Um, you know, just all all the greats, like we we mentioned, Gary Wayne. Uh, he, you know, of course, is one of my favorites. But uh, you guys have some fantastic guests, and um, I think uh, you know Timothy Alberino is fantastic. I mean, you guys have had all the good ones on there, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I, I you know I've, I've thankfully been able to kind of just talk to a lot of different people like that, you know, through, through this and, and be able to learn, learn what I can from. And I know, you know, like you said, dude, I mean, it's, it, there's a never ending supply of things that to be said really, I mean, I, you know, I, when I first started this thing, I thought, man, eventually I'm going to run out of things to talk about. But the more I started reading and I'm like, man, I'll never run out of things to talk about. I'll never run out of things to wonder about. Like, there's just no way it's impossible There's so many different uh, things out there to learn. Like there's no way one person can learn everything before they die. Um, And so, man, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And most people don't have time to sit and do that study anyway. You know, they just don't. And so I'm thankful to be able to do the study and to be able to help teach and present in, in that aspect. Because I know that, you know, most people don't have 20 hours a week to read most people don't have that. They're not going to be able to do that. Even if they wanted to, they're just not going to be able to do it. And I'm in a unique position to where I'm able, you know, I'm able to do it or or if I'm not able to research a particular topic, I know somebody who has. And, and so it's been pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is, that's awesome, man, to, you know, be able to do that. And also, you know, when you, you kind of in this business, you find out all these great sources, all these great books that you never knew existed and, and I'm with you man it's like it's a never-ending journey to try and understand the world and all the things that have happened and all the information out there and I mean you know you're only going to get to a certain point but you know I, I can't stop being inquisitive and, and kind of uh, I want to know more and more about the world and and what God has created and 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 uh, why we believe what we believe and what's been before us and all that good stuff. Um, you know, and I I understand that some people don't even worry about that and they're just like, yeah, that was the past. And, you know, we got to live in the now, but, um, it's, you know, it sounds cheesy, I guess, but it's like those that don't know the past are doomed to repeat it. I mean, that, I think that is really true. And, uh, you know, in this society, it's like, honestly, with our scrolling, you know, pages and, and everything happening, happening so fast. It's like, we can't even remember what happened last week, you know? And, and so I think it's really important to learn the past to see, you know, how we got to where we are today. And, you know, it just kind of makes sense. Right. Yeah,
0: man. A perfect example of people forgetting, you know, we, you know, Epstein and Maxwell, and I know they're starting to do new stories about it, but, you know, just stuff like that. And, and, you know, even, if you look back in our, in our nation's, um, history, some of the things that have been done in our, in our nation, um, people don't even know about, they don't even, they don't even know that like we've been tests. People have been test subjects unwillingly in our own country. Uh, they don't know that we hired hundreds of scientists, uh, assets from Germany during the Nazis. You know, we don't, they don't even know that they don't even know that, things like uh nasa was was started by a nazi you know he was a nazi Werner von braun and uh, that came over in paperclip you know most people have no clue about the history they don't know they don't they don't even have and this isn't even that long ago less less than you know 100 years ago there were still um you know just i mean i i don't even know where to start there's so many things and you're right if they don't learn that they're going to repeat it and I would say that, you know, the, we are repeating almost every bit of it, and, and it's going to continue. Like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun, nothing new. And may, we may not have the whole story of what happened in history, but there are records, uh, different records, different historians that have been uh, ousted as conspiracy theorists or ousted as um, anti-Semites or ousted as whatever. They've been, they've been deemed these things. When in fact, they're not. They're just telling an alternate story of history from their perspective and you know, teaching what they've seen happen. But yet, um, we're, you know, obviously, we get one side of the story because that one side of the story rules the education system. It rules everything that we have going on around us from the media to the education to Hollywood to uh, the food we eat to everything. They rule it all. So any other versions of history our enemies right just like any other versions of what's going on right now like through our podcasts and stuff we're the enemies we get blacklisted we get uh strikes on youtube we get uh you know kicked off facebook we get all you know this is the kind of stuff that we go through today and if somebody were to stumble upon our work in the future we might be called the the um, racist or we might be called the crazy lunatic conspiracy theorists. we might be called the warmonger or whatever who knows you know i'm mean, of course the, the winners always write the history so this is this is uh, what people need to realize you know i i've noticed this some of the books that you need to read good luck finding them and in fact um good luck if you do find them good luck not paying uh under a thousand dollars for them uh you know some of the best books that i've ever read are are not even really in print anymore. And if you do find a copy, you're paying two or $3,000 for the copy. You know, there was a, a, a show that I did about this book and uh, it wasn't actually about the book, but I mentioned the book in there a lot. And it was just a small little book written by a Puritan um, a copyright or Puritan company at one time. And uh, this lady wrote this book and it was really, really good. And um, I found a copy for like five bucks online and as soon as I mentioned this book in the show, you can't find copies anymore. And if you do, they're like five, $600 and they're not printing them anymore. So that's the kind of stuff they do. They just take that stuff out of circulation. And and when the, when the scripture, I never understood what this meant, but when the scripture says to go and buy wisdom, go and buy it, knowledge, go and buy these things. Now I know what it's talking about because you almost, in order to get the truth, you've got to dig and you, you can't just sit there and, and, pretend like you're going to hear it all on the news or on Wikipedia or on your school history class. You're not going to learn that you have to dig for knowledge. The Bible says seek it with everything you got, search for it, dig for it, you know, do all of that stuff. And, and so, um, that's what we try to do, man. We try to do it to help other people mainly because, uh, what good is all that searching and knowledge if you're
1: not willing to share it out. Yeah, well said, man. And I agree with you about the books, because uh, I've run into that same exact thing. And, you know, sometimes you can fool around and find those books in a PDF form. But uh, sometimes like I'm noticing in the last few years that uh, websites, whole websites are disappearing and and books, online books. and, And of course, Amazon's taking over everything. So, The first thing you do is you get like five. If you're looking for a book, you know, you get like five links for Amazon. And, you know, if it's a rare book, they're going to if they even have it anymore, they're going to charge you, you know, it's going to be an exorbitant amount. And, um, you know, it's like I I keep trying to sell people, you know, when Walmart and Amazon are the only games in town. I mean, it's fun. I I know I, I shop at Amazon sometimes. I wish I didn't. But, you know, if that's the only place we have those two places or maybe three or four places, they can pop up the prices as much as they want. And um, I've told people because I save a lot of um, I try to use thrift books now if I get a paperback, but I've saved a lot of books over time in Amazon just on a wish list so I can kind of keep track of what I want. And, man, I've had like 20 books just disappear in the last year out of the wish list. It just says this is no longer available. So once you can't get it at Amazon, you know, it's going to be real hard to find at a lot of these other stores too. And uh, yeah, it's, things are just disappearing, man. Information's going the way of going the way of the dodo as they say.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the, one of the things too, Wikipedia has been changing their articles in their um, their articles. They've been changing them, taking certain words out uh, that you can't, can't find anymore and we we did a show talking about some of those things and it's just uh, you know it, it comes down to this i think that there's going to come a time when people will not be able to find what they're looking for they won't be able to find wisdom you know the the scripture it talks about you know in babylon that you won't hear the voice of the bridegroom or or hearing speaking of the bride and the bridegroom uh, it won't happen anymore and that you know the wisdom will be Uh, The scriptures will be a fast for fast for the word right there. You'll have all these things. And I think we're coming to that point right now. Uh, I really do, because once they shut down people like us, um, there won't be. And and I'm not saying that we're the only ones pushing truth out there. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying people like us. um, There won't be that anymore. People will not be able to know. They will not be able to know it'll be too late. And uh, I, I really believe that. And unfortunately, uh, the church isn't doing the job. They have lost their way if they ever had it to begin with. And I, when I say the church, I'm talking about the mainstream church, the de- main, main denominations that are out there. They've lost their way. They've signed a pact with the government and they have ruined the lives of millions, millions of people. You know, they've they've gone so far. Uh, from what the scriptures talk about, that they don't resemble the they don't resemble the church in the Bible, and I, I think that most people that are listening to this that would be able to say you're you're right, you know. And and, un- and unfortunately, there's some people that um, would say I'm not right, but they're probably not listening this far into the podcast anyway at this point. So unfortunately, man, the world we face right now, they're the the wisdom and everything that's out there will be, uh, I believe it will be taken from people. There's no, there won't be once, once the chance has gone out and everybody's heard and then, then I think that it'll be taken away. I really do.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like, you can see, you can see where things are going. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty clear, you know, with all the censorship and books and, and, and websites disappearing and people getting just con- completely ruined for just having an alternate opinion that doesn't jive with the mainstream. You know, you can have these these doctors and scientists and people who've got a stellar career, but as soon as they come out against something like, you know, the, the official story of COVID or the vaccines, then their whole entire career is ruined. And it's like they never did anything good in their entire lives. It's just uh, it's unbelievable what we've seen in the last few years. And, you know, it's it blows my mind because, you know, I feel like the powers that be, you know, they are probably not exactly Democrat or Republican. They don't seem to really care at the top that much about those issues. It's all about power. And how do I, you know, use my or how do I use these emotional appeals and psychological warfare against the people and I feel like you know we've seen on both sides we've seen it happen and it's like you know one side gets really excited when their side's in charge and like the leader's like doing something to the opposition but then they don't think it's like hey four years down the road or eight years down the road the other side will be in charge then they can do it to them and it's just like a slippery slope that's happened for decades and decades and it's like one of the big things i talk about is uh you know the new age and how you know the great reset is basically like the alchemical process you know like these occultists write about the alchemical process i think it was manly p hall said you know during the alchemical process things have to be destroyed so you can build something new and that's what they're doing you know it's like the great reset the build back better uh, you know the this, the new normal is it's that alchemical process for the world. And it's, it's economic, but it's also, a, it's a spiritual battle too, as you know, full, full well. And, and so many people have, you know, they don't have a clue, man. You know, I try to talk to them about it. And it's like, they just, they think you're crazy. They don't understand anything you're talking about. You might as well be, you know, speaking in tongues. Cause they cannot, you know, most people just can't understand it because they are not familiar with, you know any of the any of the New Age teachings and occult teachings and stuff like that, and it's it's sad, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it is sad, and but you know the ways narrow if you find it, and and unfortunately, um, I, I you know the way the ways of this world are very powerful to to, to trick people and to pull them off of their task. They're very powerful. Uh, they consume everything that we you do in, in our culture, all the way down from our culture to the food we eat. Um, it's all consuming, and Americans have eaten up the culture of America rather than eating up the culture of God. And that would—that's what I would say about every Christian church in America and abroad. Every all tongues and nations are going to be deceived mm-hmm. uh, by the by this pharmacia. It says by the pharmacia by the, the by the sorcery we're all nations diseased all are deceived all nations kindreds tongues they're all deceived by the um by this sorcery and the, the word for that's is pharmacia is where we get our word pharmacy and you see what's going on in 2020 i mean i don't know if you're putting this on youtube or not as so i won't say uh but most people already know uh what we're talking about but the things that i've seen this year uh, leave me with little hope for a nationwide repentance. So leave me w- little hope that that's ever going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. I'm not, I I don't even try to put my stuff on YouTube anymore because uh, its I got my uh, channel taken down. So it's cool. You can say anything on here, <laughs> Right. but uh, yeah, man, I, it is sad, dude. Like just, just something in passing yesterday. I had to drive to a part of town. I haven't uh, been to in a while. I pass a church. It's got the uh, rainbow flag, you know, right there on the sign church sign. Um, My son's in this. um, It's kind of like a Bible school for older kids. And it's at the the old church we used to go to. And I noticed that, you know, they have the yoga sign. They do yoga there, Uh, you know, and people can disagree or agree on these things, but it's just like, things have changed so much since I was a kid. And my son tells me, well, we haven't studied anything about, he he's been going now, this is the third week we haven't studied anything about Jesus. In fact, uh, he said one of the kids was blasting rap in his phone really loud. And they were saying all kinds of curse words. Uh, Kids were fighting and it's just like, you know, it just shows you where we are in today's day and age, you know, and, yeah. it's just it's it's sad but it's like you're right man I mean you know there will be a few a remnant that uh, realizes what's going on and stays true to God and and tries to you know still help people and and that's just the way it's going to be I mean we kind of know how these things are going to play out um, but yeah I mean it's just I really encourage people to, check out Now You See TV because you will love it. Uh, and, you know, subscribe. Um, and speaking of censorship, you guys have been dealing with a, some censorship from YouTube lately, haven't you?
0: Yeah, weird, weird stuff, man. I, You know, I've got – so we had a show not this Saturday – this last Saturday, but the Saturday before with Timothy Alvarino, and uh, it got pulled down and we got a strike. And I appealed the strike, and we lost the appeal, and the video was gone. Okay, so then it then the other day, like last Friday, it just pops up in out of nowhere, and we lose our strike. No email from YouTube, nothing explaining the situation or anything. It's just it's the video's there, the strike's gone, and we had a warning before that we still got our warning up, but it it was gone. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? So I don't know what's going on, but I definitely don't put a whole lot of stock in. In them, we've we've been doing a lot on Rumble, and in fact, on Rumble, man, um, you know, usually we have on a midnight ride like consecutive live listeners on YouTube. We usually have, you know, around two thousand something like that. And on Rumble, we actually had almost thirty seven hundred people watching live at the same time. And I'm like, okay, well, Rumble seems like a pretty good uh, competitor there, you know. And overall, I think the video's got maybe about half the plays that it would have on YouTube by now. But I mean. That's pretty amazing considering, you know, how big YouTube is. So, you know, we're trying to support other places like that, like Rumble um, in order to continue. And so far, Spotify hasn't removed any of our content or anything like that either. So just trying to get it out there to different places. We've been censorship is going to keep going. That's the only way that they can act flawlessly. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, they're going to take it all away eventually. And once they do, then it's too late. There's no alternate voice out there telling you this or telling you that other than, than the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have that, then, it, you know, it reminds me of the virgins when they don't have their they don't have the oil in their lamp. It's too, you know, by at certain some point, it's going to be too late. They'll, they'll be crying out and there won't be nothing to cry out. The, the, the thing that stops all this from happening is going to be removed right there. All of these things are going to happen and it's going to be too late you know people always talk about the rapture you know we're worried about the rapture well i i'd worry i'd worry more about this um happening before it's too late you know if you've not not put the oil in your lamp have you not trimmed your wicks and and gotten yourself ready uh you're not going to get ready because you're not going to be able to find it You, you may not even be able to find a copy of the bible at some point this is how vicious uh these this uh this entity is that wants to come after us. I mean, it talks about the dragon, the dragon of old, this old dragon that's coming after the remnant is coming after those that have the testimony of Jesus and hold to the commandments. And so if he's coming after them, he's going to come after the word. He's going to come after everything that sets itself up against him. And um, so we have to be ready for that for sure. You know, that's the biggest warning I can give people. Do not wait. Until it's too late, there will come a time when it will be too late. I, I really believe that. Uh, in fact, one of the dreams that woke me up before I was a believer was a dream like that. You know, I was going to grab the Bible, and, and things were going. Uh, the The whole world was ending. I could tell in my dream. You know, there's all these things going on, and and all I heard was a voice saying, "It's too late." And so that was before I was a believer. This was like a couple of days before I, you know, went to jail and. And all these or maybe the day before actually the day before I went to jail and all these things were happening uh, might have might have might have been a day or two I can't remember but either way it was all kind of happening at the same time so I do believe it'll be too late and I think people um, that they need to act now and, and remember that this world doesn't have anything to offer you it has nothing to offer you the censorship that's coming it's it's, it's not for the best it's for the worst it's the worst thing that's going to happen to a uh, our people is is the lack of knowledge It says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge in the scriptures and that's what we're going through uh, lack of knowledge and and no means to get it eventually this is what censorship means i mean the frontline doctors um i'm not going to go into too much detail because you can't talk too much about them but if you don't know who they are look them up they're actually banned they're on a no-fly list they're not allowed to fly they got events going on all over the country and they have to drive to these events they're not allowed to fly um, this is how crazy the censorship has gotten. Um, but anyway,
1: yeah, that's it's insane. I don't think the, the average person doesn't have a clue, you know, about the uh, you know the censorship and how terrible things are. And uh, I know you said that your wife's a nurse and, and mine is too. And I remember early on and with COVID, it's like one of the doctors kind of spoke out against uh, some of the you know, the rules that they were putting out and, uh, just on his Facebook. And it was like a harmless, I forget what he said exactly now, but basically just saying, I think these are, uh, uh, these rules are a little, uh, harsh and I think we need to not overreact basically is what he said. And he was immediately warned. If you ever say anything else about this, you will be fired. And this is a doctor in a, in a cancer, in the cancer research center. So it's like, You know that's just one guy. I think about the probably the thousands that have wanted to speak out or have said some things and been told to shut up. And uh, of course, the ones that we see that are, you know, their careers are pretty much destroyed if they don't own their own, you know, practices. Then you might they might as well find another job. You know, unfortunately, and that's scary. That is really scary because we're we're talking about people who went to school for ten years or more to try and help people you know and they can't even speak out so man this has been awesome dude i'm sorry that we had all that trouble before but uh it's turned out good and i'd love to talk to you again in the future soon hopefully sooner than later yeah uh,
0: anytime man I'm, i'm i'm happy to come on next time we'll talk about something more interesting than now you see tv what happened with that we'll talk about some crazy stuff that's popping off (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely man no i enjoyed it man and i gotta say shout out to my brother keelan and his lovely wife rebecca because they're huge fans of now TV, and uh, they were so excited when i told them i was going to be talking to you so that's that's awesome
0: what's up kids at keelan and rebecca what's up guys thank you for listening and support
1: awesome man so can you tell us uh like i know we talked about the name but can you maybe give us uh the the websites and like the the name that we need to look up to find now TV, which i figured that's the name but just in case
0: sure yeah you, um so we have a website uh, you can go to now or just nystv.org um and that'll take you to our website where we have all a lot of free content on there but we also have some documentaries and and some stuff on there uh, as well that uh, we have a membership thing for uh but we got tons of free stuff on youtube tons of free stuff on uh spotify on Rumble, all these different ones. But if you go to NYSTV.org for your audience, um, I'm doing a coupon code so they can try it out and see if they like it. They get their first month free. Uh, the coupon code is ODDCAST, O-D-D-C-A-S-T, all caps, no spaces. And we're going to give them a free month and also a way to support ODDCAST because I'm going to be uh, giving them a kickback for everybody that subscribe. So um, definitely do that if you guys are interested in any of the stuff you see on there. But if not, we do have a lot of free stuff on there as well.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you so much, John, for being on. And uh, we'll definitely talk soon, man. God bless. Uh, Tell David, well, he doesn't know who I am, but he's awesome. Uh, I love like he's he's a a Mason's worst nightmare. So
0: (laughs) yeah, pretty much
1: one of these days I'll have to talk to him. So Godspeed. I hope that I I look forward to the next show. And uh, man, thank you for talking.
0: All right, bro. It was good talking to you, too. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Well, there we have it. My interview with the founder of Now You See TV, Mr. John Pounders. I really implore you to go and check out all his links in my show notes. Subscribe to his channels. Check out The Midnight Ride and all the other great shows. And subscribe if you like what you see and hear. Now I want to thank my patrons, I really appreciate your support, it means so much to me. Thank you to Kilowatt, thank you to Cody, thank you to Sir Tim of the Tunnels, thank you to Damon, thank you to Aaron, thank you to Dave, thank you to Jack Allen from Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence, thank you to James, I appreciate all you guys. So. I look forward to being with you guys once again very soon. And I've got some great shows planned, Jesus willing. I've got shows about exposing Helena Blavatsky and Theosophy. I've got a show planned that's going to probably be next about Rosicrucianism. We're going to get into the origins of Rosicrucianism, some of the stuff that they actually believe, some of their connections to other secret societies. We're going to get into a morgue specifically and get into some of the things that a whistleblower who had been a member for over 20 years has said about them and their techniques and whatnot. I've got number two, part two, about Michael Aquino and the Temple of Set coming up. Uh, I've got one about the Shriners and some connected organizations and some of the shady things they've been into and how they spend their money and really try to get down to the truth of the Shriners, what they believe, what's in their initiations, their origins and stuff like that. And I'm really trying to uh, get into some different things that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Also, in the very near future, I have a show. I'm going to talk about the Council of Nine, and we'll probably bring in the order of nine angles into that, even though they're two separate things. But uh, they have the (laughs) the word nine in there, which is very occult. I've got a show that I'm working on, doing the research on, exposing the famous New Age author, Carlos Castaneda. Uh, This guy was exposed as a total plagiarist and a phony, and uh, you don't hear too much about that. So hopefully people will dig that, because I see his name when I'm looking up different things about New Agers. Uh, and pretty soon, I think we're going to do something about the Process Church. Uh, we're looking into some different things with the uh, connections to Freemasonry and Rosicrucianism. Uh, those two are connected at the hip, of course. And who knows what else? Uh, I've got some stuff planned. We'll probably get into Mormonism and its connections with Freemasonry and what they actually believe. Uh, so I don't know. I hope to bring this stuff to you very soon. People are telling me, hey, do another episode on the Pilgrims Society. So I'm going to be working on that as well. So got a lot of good stuff coming up. Please hang with me, and I appreciate your help, your support, and I appreciate you listening. And this episode is going out to my pops, Mr. Robert L. Smith. And I want to say cheers and blessings to you guys. And as always, remember, their order is not our order. See you guys.